Father God. Thank you, our God and King. In Jesus' anointed name, we have praise. Amen. Please be seated and quiet. You may take your seat, please. Now, we're going to just go ahead. This week, what, what is very pressing in my heart is what you do not know. And that is what I'm going to dwell on. And that is about the Holy Spirit. That is where I will say that you know him, but what you do not know about him. That is what we're going to dwell on. You know, I told you yesterday that um, I want you to make sure that during this week you write a lot. As I teach you, you will be having some understanding by the Holy Spirit yourself as well. And the purpose of this convention is to bring manifestation of the Holy Spirit upon you. Every year we did this convention, people ex- experience grace and gift and power and stuff like that. So it's another time for you. Let me tell you this. For Christ with Tabernacle globally, and I want the administrators to write a letter towards this effect. The Lord has told me that next year, every Holy Ghost convention I hold in London, if I hold Holy Ghost convention now... The following week, all branches of CFT globally will celebrate the Holy Ghost Convention in their parishes. All CFT globally. And I will move from one country to the other. So that if I go to this country this year for the Holy Ghost Convention, next, next year I go to another country. The Lord said to me that and the pastors should teach what they have learned in the week in the main conference and operates what they have received in the main conference. Now, the Lord said to me that the same thing will happen to Jesus' seminar. So, when you see Jesus' seminar in my calendar next year, you will see the national seminar, and then you will see the, the local seminar for all churches. Marriage seminar, the same thing. When I do the marriage seminar the following week, and I will send the topics to the ministers for them to teach the people so that we are teaching the people from the same stream but if we look at yesterday we began by looking at the book of john chapter 14 verse 15 and 17 and jesus said there which talks about the promise of the holy spirit and jesus said there if you love me you will obey what i command and then he says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another com- counselor or comforter to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. Then he says, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. Now, the first good news is is this. How many of you are born again? Lift up your hands if you are born again. Hallelujah. You have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That means you are born again. Now, good news. I'd like to remind you that you know the Holy Spirit already. And He lives in you. And He is with you. Are we together now? You you may not feel so, but it is so. You don't have to feel you are a woman to be a woman. Neither do you have to feel that you are a man to be a man. It doesn't come by feeling. It comes by God's endowment. That's the reason why there is no middle man. If God gave birth to you as a man, you are a man till you die. 
If God gave birth to you as a woman, you are a woman till you die. Your feeling doesn't change your sex. Hallelujah, somebody. So also, when you are born again, you don't have to feel the Holy Spirit. From the time you are born again, you have received the Holy Spirit. And He is with you. Now let me say this to us. While we are reading the book of Psalm 145, that Psalm I ever would thank God for giving us the two Psalms that we read in this church. If you look at Psalm 145, it says, there are many things fantastic there. It says, verse 10, all you have made will praise you. O Lord, your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory, look at what you will tell. The glory of your kingdom. They are talking about the Holy Spirit now. He is the glory of the kingdom. <laughs> and then he says, and speak of your might. And I will show you today the works of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the might of God. You remember the book of Acts chapter 10, 38? How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. With what? Holy Spirit and power. And how he went about doing good. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word, God was the word. Now, in the beginning God created heavens and the earth. Now the earth was void and formless. Darkness covered the deep. And the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the waters. He is the order of God. He is the glory of God. He is the power of God. That is the Holy Spirit. And it says, so that all men may know your mighty acts. Anywhere you see the act of God, it is the Holy Spirit manifesting. Anywhere you see the glory of God, it is the Holy Spirit manifesting. Listen to me. It says, your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Now, it says, it says so that all men may know your mighty act and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. It says, your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his what? Promises. I love that. And loving towards all he has made. Come on now. If this scripture is true, which it is, now... No wonder Jesus said in the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8, we looked at that yesterday, you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And in Acts chapter 2, it says, when the day of Pentecost has fully come, and the power came. God is faithful to all his promises. So in this way, keep that verse statement in your mind as I draw you through the works of the Holy Spirit. If we go back to the book of John 14, 15 to 17, promise of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, and I helped you to understand better yesterday, the conditions to receive the Holy Spirit. He spoke about preparation, he spoke about acts. So in preparation, he says, if you love me, you will obey my command. He says, and, so we understand that when a child, a person is born again, Okay, you receive the Holy Spirit once you are born again. But then after you, have born, you are born again, this scripture is not talking to you post-salvation. That you must love Jesus with all your heart, with all your might, with all your strength. And then it says, 
you must obey him. There are many scriptures in the book of John that tells you that who, anybody who claims that he, he loves him, he doesn't obey him. John, 1 John 2 tells you all the story that there is no love of God in him. How do we know those who love God? It's by staying away from sin. That's how we know those who love God, isn't it? Hey. You will make me preach long today. How do we know those who love God? Go to First John 2. Let's read from verse 1 to 6. How do we know those who really love God? Very quickly, go to John. Shall we read together? My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not... Mm-hmm. Good. The next one. Then the next one. How do you know that you have come to know Jesus? Listen to me attentively. None of you should play church if you follow me. Those who play church regret at the end of life. They suffer in this age, but they regret at the end of life. Anybody who claims I know him, you cannot be in the company of the wicked. Your mouth, you must guard it. Satan always looks for us to make us contravene eternal rule. I told you something. If Satan got one of us, okay, it will be very terrible for him to get the second. I say that in saying this. If you have a friend who is a believer, and you see that your friend who is a believer is speaking guile, he has been gotten. It will be double tragedy for God for you to join in that company. Instead of telling him, stop that. You are a child of God. You can't say that. I would mean that. If somebody provokes you to terrible anger, I mean, real anger, and I'm saying in the sense of a child of God provoking another child of God, he, he, he decided to just contravene everything that is of God in, in rules and regulations. Doesn't care anything. At this moment. But it's a child of God. Satan got one. If you react. By that anger. He got two. Double tragedy for God. So. If one has been gotten by the devil. What should the other do? Stand firm. If you don't know how to handle it. Just keep quiet. And walk away from it. For anger resides in the laps of fools, Bible says. Listen to me. I talk in terms of friends. I talk in terms of um, 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 brothers and sisters, siblings. I talk in terms of fathers and children, or children to their parents or mother. I talk in terms of uh, husband to wife. 
And I talk in terms of pastors to members or members to pastors. You see, the devil does not care how many tongues you speak. What he cares is what Jesus wrote in the scriptures. We know that we have come to know him if we what? Obey his command. That's how we know we have known him. The reason why the Holy Spirit has not been able to move in the life of many believers is the condition. Then he says, the next verse, The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands, is who? You will not be one. You know, it's easy for us to ignorantly fall a victim, especially when you are still young in the Lord. You want to refuse every abuse. You want to challenge every insult. When the Bible says that, don't listen to every insult people say. You hear, but you will not. You, 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 you heard, but you did not hear. Because no matter what man say about you, does not make you. If somebody derogates you and says slander about you, lie against you, that is his choice to believe. If you want to fight for yourself, to try to convince others that you are not what they have said, you will fall into the trap of Satan. Why don't you keep your mouth shut? How many people are abusing you as you are here now? Tell me their number. You can't tell. Some of you may just be opening a chapter about your life right now as you are in this place. It's only the God who sees. He sees everybody. So why should you fight when people abuse you and insult you, lie against you, malign you? What about if some of your friends believe the lie? Leave them alone. You don't have to be friends with people who don't believe in you. And you don't have to be offended by people who you have believed in and they don't believe in you anymore. Others will be brought by God who will believe in you. Do you have to prove to them that you are not what they have believed? Do they not know you personally? So if they choose to believe with what somebody else said about you, which is not really what you are, if you try to make yourself good, you will fall into the trap of Satan. If you try to convince them, you, Satan has gotten one to get the second is double tragedy. Because let me tell you, when things like that happen to you all the time, every time you have tried to fight and try to, to tell them that you are not what they are saying, you get into trouble. And it, it doesn't change them. They have made up their opinion. You know, God wants you to help you understand obeying the commands of God. Obeying the commands of God. It's all summarized in the book of Psalm 1 I told you yesterday. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of it. If you are my child, or you are my wife, or you are my blood brother, or you are my father, or you are my mother. If you walk in the counsel of the wicked, I draw a line. I draw a line. Instantly. I will not respect what you are with me. To follow you into that act. I draw a line. I came alone. I die alone. What about if I lose your relationship? God bless you out. God bless you out forever. The main relationship I don't want to lose is Christ. And I will lose anybody who will make me lose Christ. I am happier with him. 
than with anybody. Blessed is the man who walks in the counsel of the wicked, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, or stand in the ways of sinners. But his delight is in the Lord of God. If I meet people who love the word of God, I love them. I want to relate with them. They will make my life better. When I meet people who walk in the light of the word of God, they don't have to be rich. They don't have to be famous. But they are more famous than the one who is famous in this world. But Satan got him already. Your company determines where you are going. And it determines what you can get from God. Though you are a child of God and Holy Spirit lives in you, but the manifestation of the Holy Spirit cannot come upon you unless you obey. You love and obey. And this scripture tells you that how do we know those who love God? It's those who fear God. It's those who obey Him. That's how we know those who love Him. He says, the man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands, he commands, is a liar. And the truth is not in him. Look at the next one. But if any man, anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly what? Made complete in him. God's love is truly made complete in him. Why am I saying this to you? He says, this is how we know we are in him. Jesus said it in the, the book of John, which we're going back into now. You cannot receive the manifestation of the Holy Spirit unless you are found to be in Christ. Because Jesus says that the miracles I do, it is the Father that lives in me that works it. He says, I in the Father and the Father in me, John 17. Are we getting something now? And verse 6 says, Shall we read it together? Come on now. I love it. That's what I'm telling you. I read about the humanity of Jesus Christ. And I found out that one day his brothers, they were just taunting him. He went to his own family. And James was among them and the rest of them. I don't know whether James spoke. But the Bible says that his brothers were pulling his legs and said that, Oh, Superman, you have come. Our big brother. You know, people like you who are stars, you should go to Jerusalem now and show forth how powerful you are. Let them know it. And Jesus knew that they were just making a fun of him. The Bible says Jesus looked at them. He wasn't angry, though they didn't believe in him, the Bible says. He said even his brothers did not believe in him. And he didn't divorce them. He didn't fight. For him, say. He didn't tell them, you must believe in me. Our mother told you how I was conceived. He didn't tell them that we know your own father. It is Joseph that impregnated our mother and gave birth to you. But who impregnated mama to give birth to me? He never said that. He just said to his brothers that I know that for you every time is a time. Every time is what you, you, you just do things every time. He said, but for me, no, I wait for the time of heaven. And the Bible said when his time came, he went to the feast. You must behave like Jesus and work like him. Anything that will hinder us from this work, may God deliver us from them. Because the time, the, the Lord had rang the bell. I told you I heard the trumpet blew from the month of June. And the ship has started to sail. Understand? 
So the heart of men must change towards God. Those he died for, upon who he spilled his blood. Our heart must change towards God. So that God can manifest his last power over us. So Jesus said in John, therefore, 14, 14, 15. If you love me, you will obey my command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you. And he will be what? He will be where? He will be where? So, which means that anywhere you go, you carry the Holy Ghost there. Correct? I say anywhere we go, Holy Ghost is inside us. You believe that? Say amen. As many who received him, to those who believe in his name, what the Bible says? God gave them the right of power, audacity, alacrity to become sons of God. And he says sons not born by human plan or human understanding, but born of God, isn't it? I was teaching in India just two weeks ago on born of God. That's what I taught throughout my meeting in India. And then as I was teaching them about born of God, yes, yes. First John 5, 4 says, Whoever is born of God, whatsoever is born of God, overcomes this world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Uh-huh. And the book of John 1, 12 says that, As many who received him, you know, who, who believe in his name, God gave the power of God, sons of God. And then, I began to talk more about who the sons of God are. Yes? The sons of God, in the book of Psalms, it says, Don't you know you are God's? Because he are sons of the living God. And then I began to talk about this issue about repentance. Alright? And God asked me, you people pray, you repent for the sins of your forefathers when you pray over nations. And I said, yes, Lord. I said, because in the Old Testament, Daniel did that. And the Lord said to me, who is your forefather, by the way? I know when God asked such question, he cornered me. Because my understanding came up straight, straight away. And I knew where he was going. And God said to me, who is your forefather? Should a believer repent of the sins of his forefather? And the Lord said to me, show me the Bible that tells you that. He said, if a man therefore be in Christ Jesus, is what? So if you are a new creation, then it means your forefather does not exist anymore. And God asked me, whose son are you? I dare not tell him I'm the son of Oshoni Wale. Because he would have asked me, where is Oshoni Wale now? He's dead and he's gone to the, to the bosom of Christ. I said, I'm the son of God. He said, yes, therefore, I am your father. Yes, so who is my own father? He asked me. And I said, Lord, I understand. He said, I am your forefather. Once you are born again, you have no more forefather but God. And so, can you repent of me, for me? I said, God, no. He says, so, tell my people. They should repent for themselves. For those who are in me, they have no more genealogy but me. Are we together now? And God told me this. 
If I find one righteous man in a nation, I can spare the nation. I don't need the sins of the forefather. If the fathers were reckless, if only few can be righteous, I will forget the recklessness because of the righteous. I will teach you more about this. We need to understand eternal words of God. God said, Jesus said in that scripture, If you love me, you will keep my commandment. And I will send the Holy Spirit. I will ask the Father. And he will send you another Holy Spirit. Another counselor. And then he says, He will be with you forever. When we die, we, know we don't depart from Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is God in the Spirit. The Father in His Spirit. He is the Holy Spirit. As He is on earth, He is in heaven. He fills the whole universe. He fills the whole heavens. So His being in you does not hinder His being everywhere. Because His omnipresence. And it says in the next verse... The spirit of truth. Who is the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. Because he is the spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him. The world cannot accept him. Let me give you my opinion, my sincere opinion on the human rights act. I was watching the news today and somebody from the UN was speaking. And that person said that, you know, because Trump was calling some... some um, 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 uh, some journalists that they are liars. Okay? And he said, could that not be tantamount to incitement of people against journalists? And I said to myself that I don't think that man is a lawyer. And I don't think he understands law if he's even is a lawyer. <laughs> this, is the, this is the fact. Are the journalists that Trump accused telling the real truth? No. They are not. By evidence of fact. By the law of evidence. The man said, two people were protesting. On both sides are bad people. Did he lie? No. Because one party are anti-black does not mean in the other party there are no evil people because there are people in both parties with clubs fighting others. And unfortunately, too, fact, the party that they said that they are the they skin, uh, what do you call them, the, you know, the, the alt right, this, this anti white supremacist, they are not the only one on that side. There are some Christians. There are some ordinary human beings in, 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 in the city who believe that the decision to put those statues down is not right. They are not, they are not Ku Klux Klan. And the Ku Klux Klan happens to be on that side. Okay? Will you rubbish all these good citizens who are fighting their fundamental human rights? Now, the president see that. So if the press did not see that, and they say that because he told the truth... All right, and they are pulling his leg and saying, maligning him. For him to tell the truth, has he done wrong? No, Jesus said that the world don't like the truth. Even if he came from Trump. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Thank God that we are not all fools. The world cannot accept him. Why? Because they hate 
They neither see him nor know him. But you know him. Why? For he lives with you and he will be. Let's take a journey a little bit for 10 minutes on this. If the Bible says the Holy Spirit will be with you and he will be in you, then it means that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Correct? <coughs> John fourteen seventeen. It says he will be with you and he will be in you. But if we go further and look at the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 to 20, it says, do you, not, do, you, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. Listen to me. Those of you who are born again, the moment you give your life to Jesus, you lose control. You are no more your own. Alright? And because of that, the Holy Spirit lives in your body. And verse 20 says, you were bought at a price. Therefore, what do we do with this body? What do we do with this body? It says, you were bought at a price. Therefore, shall we read it together? Say to somebody what you are reading. Tell the person beside you, honor God with your body. Say, honor God with your body. If the Bible never said this, alright, and Jesus said the Holy Spirit will be in you, we understand from normal human sense that if God that is holy is in me, I should preserve my body for him. Isn't it? To the best of my ability. And that was what I was speaking when I was taking you through Psalm, Psalm, Psalm 1, verses 1 to 3 or 4. It says, therefore, because your body is the temple of God, honor God with your body. Let's look at one more. Romans chapter 12 is a very common one, verses 1 and 2. Shall we read together, please? I beseech you, therefore, brethren... Yes, therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your body as living sacrifice, holy, pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. So listen to me, anybody who lifts up hands in worship or lead praise and worship or be in the choir, if you are living recklessly, you are just a clashing symbol. The worship that God accepts is a worship of a person who first presents his body unto God before he sleeps in. He will never take the worship of a reckless man because he's holy God. And he says those who should worship him will worship him in spirit and in truth. So anybody who sings and he's not following the truth and the spirit of God is a clashing symbol. His song or her song will only be within this building. It cannot invoke the spirit of holiness, because deep shall call unto deep. Therefore, therefore I think every choir in church all over the world, 
The first thing that they must do before they accept anybody to sing in the choir is to test their commitment to God by the standard of this scripture. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy. In another words, I give you this also that God's mercy can be manifest or God's mercy can prevail. Offer your bodies as living sacrifices. That is, you are dead to sin, but you are alive in righteousness. Romans 6 and Romans 8. You are dead in the company of backbiters, in the company of people who assassinate others. But you are alive in the company of those who seek God, who seek peace with all their heart. That is what the Bible is saying. It says, if you don't, you can't invoke the mercy of God. Then offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable or pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship or some, the other scripture says, reasonable sacrifice. Now look at therefore. We understand our preparation towards the power. Now, complete. So, imagine a Christian who is reckless and is fasting and praying, asking God for power. He will be possessed by demons. That is, his body will be accessed by demons. Because if you fast, <clears throat> what fasting does is that it makes you susceptible to, his, to spirits. So, if, because not only Christians fast, Satan is fast. They fast more than Christians. Which is fast more than Christians? You should know this. Okay? Because what fasting does is that it makes your body very receptive to spirit. It depends on who you are fasting onto. It doesn't move the hand of God. Fasting doesn't move the hand of God. It moves man towards God. Alright? So if you, are, you say you are a Christian and you are involved in all these traps of Satan, you know, you know, you know just getting yourself, body abuse yourself, you know, sexually, you sleep with anybody... If you are not married to somebody, you, are not, you don't have a license to have sex. You don't have a license to even sleep at all. You don't have a license to kiss the mouth of somebody else. All those things you will do them, you will expose yourself to demons to access your body. That is what happens. But then if you look at the scripture here, haven't you presented your body, which is your body and your mind, your reasoning, to God? you will be in a position for the Spirit of God to manifest upon you. And that's what Jesus said in that John 12, 14. Let us go to the works of the Holy Spirit for another 10 minutes. I found out that the greatest thing that a Christian should know about is the Holy Spirit. Having been born again. The first thing is this. I was looking at the scripture and I found out that the Holy Spirit is a source of of our love for God. When a man begins to love God, it's Holy Spirit that is walking you towards that. In the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 5, it says, And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love <clears throat> into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> whom he has given us. So, it would be right for a Christian to begin to pray and tell the Holy Spirit, help me to love God. Help me to love God. Because that is what he does. 
<coughs> he is the vehicle that pours the love of God in the heart of man. Number two. Holy Spirit is the one that circumcises our hearts. Holy Spirit circumcises our hearts. Romans 2, 28 to 29. A man is not a Jew if he is only one outwardly. Nor is circumcised merely outwardly and physically. No, a man is a Jew if he is one inwardly and circumcision is circumcision of the heart by the Holy Spirit. Not by the written code. Such a man's praise is not from men, but from God. Paul says here, evidently, that a Jew before the Lord is not the one who is regulated as a Jew, but the one who is inwardly a Jew, having accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And circumcision of the Jews is not just by physical circumcision, but when we talk about circumcision and a Jew in the terms of the scripture, we are talking about those whose heart had been circumcised by the Holy Spirit. So some people go and, you know, we'll talk about that later on. So let's go ahead. I've known some Christians who kneel down to pray for sanctification. Some of us have fallen a victim of that error for some years. But we read from the book of John chapter 17. Let me even give you that. The book of John chapter 17, if you look at verse 17, very quickly, we'll come back to this. Shall we read it together? So what sanctifies the Christians? The word of God, not prayer. The word of God. Holy Spirit circumcise your heart. That means it makes you legitimate as a son. <clears throat> but the word of God. And the next verse says, 18. As you send me into the world, I have sent them into the world. Let me see 19. Shall we read it together? So if Jesus began by saying, sanctify them by your word, by the truth, your word is the truth. And now Jesus says that because of them I sanctify myself. What he's saying is that because of them I am the word. I apply the word. You know? And then I give them the word. Because it's the word that sanctifies you. The word gives you the word. So that you and I can be sanctified. Because it's only by the word that we're sanctified. Go forward now. The works of the Holy Spirit number three. Is that number three? Number three. Number one, I said that... Um, The Holy Spirit is the source of joy, yes? Number two, circumcise our heart. Number three, the Holy Spirit sets us free from sin. It is the Holy Spirit that sets us free from sin. 
Romans 8, 1 to 4. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, in that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of a sinful man to, to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in sinful man, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the sinful nature, but according to the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> do we see that now? Holy Spirit set us free from sin. Number four. Holy Spirit controls God's children. Holy Spirit controls God's children. That is the reason why I was telling you about, you know, this preparation to be very careful of the deception of Satan. Very, very careful. It's easy for a Christian to be deceived. Very, very easy. Many are being deceived every day. Very, very many. And let me say this to you, really. It is very, very painful when you meet Christians who have not just been deceived, but they have decided to accept deception for the truth. Are you getting me now? They are, they are, you know, people can be deceived and then they change. And they realize that, oh, no, 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 I'm not supposed to, to go that way. I'm not supposed to behave that way. But there are some who are Christians who have lived in the deception of the devil to the place where by that deception have become the truth. It is not easy to undo their belief. Because they are very convinced that that deception that they are in is the right thing. And that is what the Bible calls stronghold. It's not easy. You know, I was reading yesterday, after we left, I said, everybody should pray. So I, on my bed, I began to read too. And I found myself that I'm preparing for the Holy Ghost Convention, but I was reading also for those who are going to Israel. By the grace of God, on Friday, I will give an information to those who are going to Israel. And when I was reading about going to Israel, and I read where Jesus Christ was speaking about the demon possessed. And he says that if a demon is cast out from a place, and he will go to the arid places, and then he will come back. And if the place that he was cast out is found to be empty and garnished, he will go and attract several stronger spirits. And Jesus says that it's not going to be easy to get rid of that. And immediately when I read that, you know, well, we'll be going through the gathering where Jesus Christ cast the demon out on our trip. You will see when we're on the Sea of Galilee, they will tell you that is the gathering area. You know, if we're able to drive there, we will. But I began to see how some of us have been sold a lie by the devil. And we have bought that lie by ignoring the truth of the word of God. And that lie has become the truth to us. And that is what the Bible calls stronghold. That's why it says that for stronghold to be dealt with is not by prayer or fasting. It's casting now vain imagination. It's dissuading that mindset by revealing the truth of the word of God. That's the only thing that can undo stronghold. It's not deliverance. Somebody is behaving in a particular way. Let the whole Christian world fast and pray. It will keep on behaving like that. It is by dissuading that Believe it, especially those who are God's people, and they choose to go into that area. Of course, it doesn't mean you shouldn't pray for them. 
If you are praying for them, what you are praying for them is that God opened their eyes. That's all. Are we together now? You know when the prodigal son left his father and he went away, did you hear that his father mourned? Come and answer me. Did you hear? Was it written that his father sat down one day and No. Did he pray for him? No. He came and he said, Give me my portion and I won't go far country. And he gave it to him. But the Bible says the time came when he finished all his money and he ate with his pigs and then his eyes was open. And then he came back and his father celebrated him. Do you recognize the man who ate God bless him so much and he was so rich and he woke up one day and he was working on his own edifice and he saw his skyscraper on the top of the roof and he looked around and said this is the kingdom I built by my power. And the voice of God said, because you said that you'll be an animal in your own garden. And he was an animal. He became an animal in his own garden. They could not find him. Because God hid him. For seven years. And he says, I, Nebuchadnezzar, he said, when my sanity came back to me. It's not deliverance. It's sanity. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen forevermore. Look, let demon bind anybody or press a believer. If you can pray sanity into him, the day he wakes up, say, ah, who am I among this? He will cry to God himself there, and there God will deliver him. Have you? you know, sometimes we pray wrongly because of our... God, 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 do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, now, 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 now. Today, today, Jesus must answer me. Today, today, by fire, by force, by force, by thunder. Holy Ghost must fight for me today, today. Hallelujah. Come on now, let's go ahead. A child of God is controlled by the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 5 to 17. It says, those who live according to the sinful nature have their mindset on what the nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mindset on what the Spirit desires. The mind of a sinful man is death. He's talking to Christians now. He's not talking to unbeliever. But the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. You can understand what I've been telling you since. If anybody is involved in all this stuff, blah, 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 Satan's setting trap, you don't have peace anymore. Are you with me now? You talk against somebody over there, you meet the person, you'll be having guilty conscience. You'll be having guilty, even if the person says something you think that has he known. And he hasn't known anything. And when Holy Ghost wants to punish you well, he will be making him say the things that you said about him. You say, ah, yeah, yeah, I'm finished. <laughs> this, the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace all the time. Life and peace. Look at verse 7. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's laws. Nor can it do so. Verse 8. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. Listen very well. If you submit to evil thoughts, you cannot please God. Satan is always looking for our mind. By various means. To disturb our mind. Listen to me. We must keep our mind straight on God. It says, verse verse 9, You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, hallelujah, but by the Spirit. 
If the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ, just like John said. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to who? Your mortal bodies. Through what? Holy Spirit is the only one who heals. He will give life to your body. That is the reason why my heart this week is for us to dig down to Holy Spirit. Your life will never be, be, it will never, it will never be the same after this week. Let God, let the Spirit. Just let Him. <laughs> oh my, oh my. It says, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet... Your spirit is alive because of Christ. And verse 11, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, come on now, which is, he who raised Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation, but it's not to, be sin, to the sinful nature. We don't have obligation to respect sin. We don't have obligation to respect a sinner. You don't, even if it's your father or your mother or your sister or your wife or your husband, you don't have obligation to respect them. I'm talking about respect in the area of, uh, because you respect them, you can't confront them. That's what I'm talking about. They are what they are. But when they derogate into sin, you can't follow them. And you must draw a line. You must confront it. This is sin. I will not follow you, Dad. This is the word of God. You ask my wife. Whenever you see me, and my kids too. Whenever you see me very hard. It's because it seems as if what is coming out of you is not in line with with the word. I am the custodian of my family. Of the word of God in my home. But if, we, if, if that person expresses to me from the scripture. Backing up what he's saying. And it's literally. Then I succumb. Because if anyone around me. Derogates from the truth. And I didn't tell him. Okay. Or her. I will be guilty before the one who made me. There's no friend. Really, because you are my friend, that's why I must make sure you don't go away into the into what is not right. And say, so I pat you at the back, hey, well, let us uh, no, no. We correct. If I invite a minister here, you all know me. If he teach wrong thing there, before he, when he sits down, he says, I will clap for my friend, and I will open that thing he taught wrong, and I correct it before him, so that he too will not go with error. And the people who had there, because if you let the people go with the error, okay, you will not be able to bring the people back. All of them will not be there. So where the error is preached, the error has to be corrected. And if my friend says that I don't want to be your friend, I haven't been friend of 50 years, he says it's over. If my friendship is not over in life, it will be over by death. Oh yes, I don't care. 
But if it's my true friend, he will come to me and say, thank you for opening my eyes. In, in, in India this week, and last uh, two, we went to preach last week, a man came in India who said, I want to testify. And that man spoke, 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 spoke. He said, I have been a pastor for 35 years. He said, it seems as if I do not know the truth. He said, look at what Apostle is showing us. It is just written black and white. For 35 years, I didn't see it as a pastor, as a preacher. He said, thank God for bringing Papa Apostle. That is a man who wants to go to heaven. He's my friend. Why you people don't understand? Anything that we have on earth, we acquired it. And they may go. Husband may go. Wife may go. Children may go. Money may go. Friends may go. Everything. I was telling, uh, on mommy's dinner yesterday, uh, on fr- uh, Saturday, I was telling, when I was talking about my wife, I told the people who were there a revelation that I had. Recently, I prayed a few years ago, that Lord, I have been going to heaven, I've never known how it is when people die. You know, because we have all this uh, after-death experience, some people say that they see themselves leaving their body, they got to the ceiling, they came back. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because the ceiling doesn't want them to go. So they come. Another people will say that they were, they, when they were dying, they just saw two people dressed in white. Both believers and unbelievers, we see people dressed in white. Eh? Wicked man see people dressed in white, and the righteous see people dressed in white. Who do we believe? So I was asking God that, I don't know. How do people feel when they die? And that night, I died. Beside my, my wife, I vanished. I just saw that after I left my body, all right, I had some escort to my angels taking me to heaven, and I knew I was going to heaven. I did not remember that it was death that took me out of my body. That's the first thing. Okay? I did not see anybody in the house once I left. I did not remember that I was a general overseer or in a church. The only thing that was in my mind was I'm going to heaven. I did not remember I ever married. I never remember I ever had children. I never remember I ever had any career. But when we got to the gate of power, I was looking at the gate and the Lord Jesus was standing. Then it dawned on me that I came from the world. That is when the reflection came to me. And in all this world, the only thing I remember was my wife. And the moment I remembered her, you know, usually you should remember such and miss her. I never miss her. I never. You know something? I remembered her. The moment the reflection came to me, instantly another thought came to my mind that, oh, the Lord is taking care of her. And I'm just, it's like, you know, I'm going to the next door. And that's how it was. And the Lord says, stop. If you cross this line, you will never go back. He said, you asked me of the experience of death. Now you add that to your encounters. Go back. Then I was brought back to my body. I woke my wife up. I said, I just died now. <laughs> and you are very lucky if I had, <laughs> if the Lord didn't tell me to stop because I really want to enter that place. I love to enter that place than anything. It is possible, of course, I'm sure it will be, 
Having entered, then the reflection of everybody may come back to me. But at the point of death that you are going, if it is hell, I'm sure it is only hell that person is thinking about. If it is heaven, it is only heaven that person is thinking about. When the person enters wherever of the two, that's when he can now remember everything. I said that to say to you that what, should, what will separate you from the righteousness of God? What is it that you love so much, that you honor so much, that you respect so much for you to sin against the Lord? Many of you don't know that the Bible says that in this world you have many problems. He had warned you already. So when you have your problem, why are you... Leave the problem alone and keep on your life. <laughs> I told you before, there are some problems the Lord told me you will never pray about them. They will come and they will go. They have expiry time, expiry dates. I would get Either you pray about it or you don't pray about it. Do you know, if you have an opportunity, you have a problem surrounding you, all right, and you have a God to serve. Choose one. Is it your problem you'll be putting your head? Father, do it. When you are supposed to just keep on serving God. Leave the problem and serve God, man. Leave the It is God's problem. If you serve God proper, and God now sees that that problem is there, if he deals with it, thank him. If he doesn't deal with it, he doesn't want to. Leave it alone. It should not forge your destiny of your future. Everything you meet on earth, you acquire them. They didn't come with you from heaven. Are we together now? So don't let anything of this world cause you to sin. Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation, but it is not to the sinful nature to live according to it. For if we live according to the sinful nature of verse 13, you will die. But if, you, if by the Spirit you put death to death, the misdeed of the body, you will live. Now understand, there are two things we got here. We got it that the spirit of, if the Spirit of the Jesus from the dead lives in you, will give your mortal body life. So we understand that Holy Ghost gave body life. Yes? And here too, you understand this here. It says, if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if you, by the Spirit, put to death misdeed of the body, you will live. Which means you and I can extinguish sin by the Holy Spirit. We are all tempted. I am tempted. I don't know about you. Maybe you are Mr. No Tempt. You will never be tempted. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have... People have done things to me that I felt that if I have the opportunity, I will give them one punch. Only one punch. <laughs> to, to, to serve them right. But I recognize that in those days I could punch. But now, if I punch, <laughs> they will change my title <laughs> to Apostle the Puncher. <laughs> Hallelujah. And anywhere I appear, ah, don't punch us like you punch the other. <laughs> you know that Moses got that title. <laughs> Amen. So by the Holy Spirit, we can overcome anything of the flesh. You and I can overcome hurt. We can overcome anger. We can overcome rage. We can overcome trial. We can overcome this. Let me tell you this. All of us as we are here, we are here. And those of you watching me on television all over the world, Everybody have at least one problem. Am I saying the truth? Yes, sir. 
your own problem is according to your maybe environment or maybe according to your choice or maybe according to the stage you are in life. At every stage in life, there must be a problem. It is part of what makes this life worth a living. Sorrow must be around for joy to be revealed. Are we together? So, but when we have times of sorrow, the Holy Spirit says, we have the Holy Spirit in us that can produce joy. You and I will be sorrowful if we dwell on the event that led to that act. But you and I will rejoice if we dwell on the event that is before us by the Spirit of the Most High. Recognizing that everybody has their own time of test and trial on earth. You will not escape it. You must come, it must come for you. So when the time of trial comes, switch to the Holy Spirit. The mindset on the sinful nature will die. The mindset on the spirit will live. If I did the exam and I read very well and I failed, why should I think about why did I fail? I have already failed. What is your business about why? I have failed. So what do I do? I retake it again. Now I read flat out. Is that not so? The one who will say, hey, but I, I am intelligent. I'm sorry. If you are intelligent, you fail with your intelligence. Then forget it. A problem happened to you. Why sitting down thinking about why did it come? Why me? Why not you? It's you already. Why did it happen? What will you do with the why? Father, tell me the source of this problem. The time you are praying to look for the source, you will have commanded and the mountains is removed. When you are praying for the source, the mountain continues to increase and get grounded. Then when God now shows you the source, you are now coming back to that mountain. It's now a very big mountain. It's no more a hill. What's your business about why problem happened? Problem will happen. Who is a man here who never had a problem? Problem will happen. And when it happens, forget it. The important thing is you and God. If your relationship with God is not affected, there's nothing to think about. You had money before, you don't have money anymore. Is, is, that, is that a problem? The brain that produced the previous one produced better now. Oh, you were in a work, they sacked you. If they sacked you, you were, not, you were jobless before you got a job. Now you are jobless, then you will get a job too. Amen. Oh, I'm looking for the fruit of the womb. <laughs> I'm getting older, I'm getting older, I'm not conceiving. And of course, you have some traitors in the church who will continue to ask you every day. <laughs> what has, has it happened? They are traitors. They don't, they don't have the spirit of God. They are the mockers. They have their own punishments waiting for them. What is your business? Somebody marry hasn't conceived. What's your own business? If you think you are concerned, give that person a baby now. Give him baby. Instead of allowing the devil to use your mouth. And if you are the woman you are looking, you are waiting for the Lord, somebody says to you that, ah, has it happened? You say, it has happened before I was born. Amen. You, are, you are just waiting and you will see it. You cannot sit down beginning that, ah, that all my mates have gotten children, I haven't got children. You better stay where you are. The Bible says, be still and know. Stay where you are. Some people will have children. Some people will not. The one who has children, the one who doesn't have. The one who don't have, even they say, God save you from problem. <laughs> Those who have children know that there is headache with children. 
Hallelujah. You, came, you, you, you marry, you enjoy life, you thanking God, then you have children. And you have children, you have children. They grow up, they leave you. Then, you sit down one day and ask yourself that really, the one who didn't have children at all, he has saved all his money. <laughs> that he has, you have used all your money to educate the children. Then they grow up. They go. If they don't want to go, you will pray that God, please let them go. Please, Lord, say to them. Isn't it? Yes, you will be praying for them that God said to them. Yes, but when they have children at all, he will save all the money and enjoy himself and then die and go to heaven. So why should you be worrying yourself that I don't have children, I have children, I don't have husband, I have husband. What about if God says that you won't have husband until you rapture? Must you have a wife? Must you have a husband? Go and read the letter of Paul. Paul said to all of us, we should not marry at all. But I told Paul that, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he should spare me that. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, those who marry will have many troubles, isn't it? Am I correct here? Is there any one of you who married, you didn't have trouble through the marriage? There is trouble in marriage. Paul had prophesied it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, you are looking at me now like... Uh, those of you who just want to go to that war, don't worry. Just keep going. You, the victory is yours. <laughs> a lot of battles and a lot of victories. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. <laughs> don't be scared about it. Because I told Paul that, don't tell me about marriage. And Paul said that, you know, I, I, I will advise that you should, those of you who are not married should stay single. And I said, Paul, I, I will disagree to, to I, I, will, I, will, I will, I mean, <laughs> hallelujah forever. Amen. I think Paul, I need to tell Paul that, yes, there is trouble in marriage, but there is also enjoyment too. Yeah. And the enjoyment you dwell on, but trouble, you forget it. Now we are going to finish this scripture. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. The Bible says. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeed of the body, you will live. The Bible says. But you must put to death the misdeed of the body by the Holy Spirit. And it says, therefore, because those who are led by the Spirit are what? Sons of God. Now, understand. People have abused this statement. But what Paul is saying if anyone is led by the Spirit, is referring to people who put to death the misdeed of the flesh by the Spirit. They are the one led by the Spirit. People who are reckless in sin, they are led by the devil. Hallelujah. People who are so reckless and godless, they are led by demons. They may be in church. Yes, there are very many in church too. It says those who are led by the Spirit, who put to death, misery of the body, are led by the Spirit. For you do, did not receive the Spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you receive the Spirit of sonship, and by which you cry, Abba, Father. <clears throat> the Spirit himself testifies to my spirit that I am a child of God. Now you can understand here. You can kill the works of flesh by the Holy Spirit. All right? At the same time, too, the Holy Spirit is the one that testifies with your spirit that you are a child of God. Did you see all that? These are works of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes when things happen to you and you say, am I still born again? The Holy Spirit will say that you are born again. Is it God is punishing me for my sin? The Holy Spirit will tell you that, no, he's not punishing you for your sin. You just have to go through this cup. They brought a blind man to Jesus Christ. 
And the disciples asked that, Jesus, who sinned? Is he the father of this blind or the mother? You understand their set of mind? Some people always tell Christians when they are going through trial because they have no prophetic senses. They will say that it is your sin. There is something in your life. Go and repent of it. As if they don't have something in their own life to repent of. If God will mark sin, who will stand? Don't let anybody call your trial a consequence of sin. You must live a godly life. But you will have testing. You will have trial. You will have tribulation. The Bible says when you have it, what do you do? Rejoice! Rejoice! Come on, we are finishing now. You must understand the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit works all these. By the Holy Spirit, it says, For though you did not receive the Spirit that makes you back into slavery, or to fear, again to fear, but you have received the Spirit of sonship, by which you cry, Abba, Father. So the Holy Spirit is the Spirit that gives us sonship. It's the guarantee of our inheritance, Ephesians 1. The Spirit himself testified to my spirit that I am a child of God. And because he testified to my spirit that I am a child of God, what is testimony? Sin not, sin not, sin not, because you are a temple of God. Don't speak, don't speak, don't speak because your mouth is sanctified. Don't be angry, don't be angry, don't be angry because your heart is of the Lord. Do not concede to this temptation because your body is the temple of God. That is testimony. He testified to you and I that, look, you can't do this because you are a son of God. You can't go this way, you are a child of God. Or when you feel that problems are happening, remember you are a child of God. What is coming, remember you are a child of God. Rise up and command. That is the Holy Spirit. Testimony of the Holy Spirit. He's not just saying that you are a child of God. No. He's telling you about something that you need to act upon because you are a child of God. That is the testimony of the Holy Spirit. Tomorrow I'm going to show you some few things. Now if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his suffering, in order that we may what? Share in his glory. Hallelujah, somebody. Tomorrow, I'm going to take you in a deeper journey. Now, tomorrow, we're going to be looking at the manifestations Oh, no, sorry, the opera is Saturday. Uh, Friday, I will look at the manifestation. But tomorrow, I'll be looking at the operations of the Holy Spirit. One of the operations of the Holy Spirit is that I discovered this. You know it. The Holy Spirit is the one that helps us to pray. That's why no Christian can say, I have a dangerous prayer. Because Holy Ghost does not pray dangerous prayer. He prays the will of the Father. <clears throat> Are we understanding it now? You will see the operations of the Holy Spirit. He gives you joy when there is no reason to be happy. He <clears throat> gives you hope when everything is hopeless. You know, whenever tragedy happens or things are getting, you know, contrary to your expectation, you know what the, only, only, what, what the, the devil wants you? He wants you to lose all your joy. You turn to the Holy Spirit. He will produce it. You will be happy when there is no reason for happiness. 
Are we together now? <laughs> that is Holy Spirit for you. When I was looking at this, I saw some things very, very interesting. I saw that the Holy Spirit reveals the truth, how we can access the truth in everything. Holy Spirit reveals God's plans to our mind. And I will help you understand what you need to do to get that done. It's very easy. You can know anything about yourself. <laughs> you can know anything about yourself. It is very easy. Tomorrow we'll look at that. Anywhere you see the power of God manifest, Holy Spirit is behind it. Then we look at the lives of people like Mary, Othniel, the son of Kenaz, who was the younger brother of Caleb. We look at people like Samson. We look at people like Gideon. We look at uh, Jephthah. We look at David, we look at Saul, and then we look at Apostle John, and then we look at Apostle Jesus. You will, by the end of tomorrow, be so angry with your spirit. In your spirit, angry in your spirit. I think that is a better word. That is the qualification. That, so I am all this. Why am I like this? That is the reason why I'm revealing this. You are more than what you think you are. You know, all this began from Jesus saying in 14 John that he will be with you and he will be in you. In another word, he will be your standby, but he will be your operator. But if you don't know all these things that Holy Spirit does and how he did it in the past. Many times you have, you have, been, situa- you have been in situations that you only needed to speak to the Holy Spirit. But you, it, it went by the way because you didn't understand that the Holy Spirit was standing by and waiting for you to recognize it. When we finish that tomorrow, Friday we go to manifestation. You will what? Manifest. Stand up on your feet. Let's lift up our voice unto heaven and let's thank God for tonight. Begin to thank God for everything that you have heard about the works of the Holy Spirit. He is the one that quickens our mortal body. He gives life to our mortal body. Begin to give God the praise and honor and glory. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. The works of the Holy Spirit. He is the the Spirit that sanctifies our hearts. The Spirit that testifies to our spirits that we are children of God. He is the Holy Spirit that controls our spirits. He reveals to us the mystery of heaven. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He set me free from sin. He circumcised my heart. He is the source of my love for God. Now begin to tell the Holy Spirit, help me to fall in love with God. You are the source of my love for God. Holy Spirit, help me tonight to love God. The Bible says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul. Help me to fall in love with Jesus, Holy Spirit. Help me to love God. He said, God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Give me more love for God, Holy Spirit. Give Christ more love for God. 
Help me to love the Father. Help me to love the Son. <coughs> Truly loving God. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. Tell the Holy Spirit, take control of everything about me. I submit myself to you tonight. As many who are led by the Spirit are sons of God. Tell God, lead me by your Spirit. Lead me concerning my marriage. Lead me concerning my family. Lead me concerning my calling, my ministry. Lead me concerning my business. Lead me concerning the way I walk. Help me to please God in everything I do. Lead me concerning friendship, that I will not be companies of friends who will shipwreck me. <coughs> pray for your husband, that the Holy Ghost will lead your husband. Pray for your wives, pray for your children, that the Holy Spirit will lead them. Tell the Lord, destroy every relationship that can shipwreck me, or shipwreck my children, or shipwreck my members. Destroy also our relationship, oh God. Direct us, Holy Spirit. Lead me, Holy Spirit. Reveal the truth about my life to me. Reveal the truth about my family to me. Reveal the truth about my career. Reveal the truth about my calling. Tell the Lord, give me understanding, Holy Spirit. Tell the Holy Spirit to help you to pray. Especially when you are tired of prayer. Tell the Holy Spirit, help me to pray, 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 Holy Spirit. Manufacture prayer through me. The Bible says we do not know how to pray as we ought to, but the Spirit of God intercedes with sighs that cannot be uttered. Holy Spirit, help me to pray. Help me to pray. Help me to pray. Fire me up, Holy Spirit of God. He said we do not know how to pray as we ought to, but the Spirit of God help us. Help me in my prayer life. Holy Spirit, transform my prayer life. Tell the Lord, transform my prayer life, Holy Spirit. Help me to pray the Word of God in line with God. Not nonsense prayer that many are praying today. Let me pray the mind of Christ. Let me pray the will of the Father. Tell the Holy Ghost to help you. Open your mouth wide and pray. Open your mouth wide and pray. Tell the Holy Spirit, help me to pray. Help me to pray, Holy Spirit of God. Now begin to pray for joy, joy, the spirit of joy, joy from God, overflow, joy, 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 hope, 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 Lord, to everyone in this house, everyone under my voice that is being sad now, or sorrowful, Holy Spirit, give joy to them, give joy to them, give hope to the hopeless, give sight about tomorrow. People who are frustrated, give direction to them, Holy Spirit of God. 
People who are hopeless, let hope arise. Let hope arise. Let hope come from the Holy Ghost. Let hope come from the Holy Ghost. Receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it. Tell God, hope, hope, hope. Direction, direction. Hope, 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 joy. Pray for deliverance. Some of us have put ourselves in trouble. Holy Ghost, come and rescue. Holy Ghost, come and rescue. Deliver Holy Spirit of God. Deliver us, Holy Spirit of God, from the problem we put ourselves. Let there be deliverance. Let there be rescue, 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 rescue. Rescue by your mercy, O God. Rescue the sinking ship, Lord Jesus. Be joy, let there be hope, let there be fulfillment, let there be victory in battle. Holy Spirit, help us, help us, help us, help us. The angel said to Mary, The Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Tell the Lord, Let your Spirit come upon me. Let your power, O Lord, overshadow me. Let your spirit come upon me. Let the power of the Most High overshadow me. Let the Spirit come upon me. Let the power of the Most High overshadow me. Let the Spirit come upon CFT Church. Let the power of the Most High overshadow me. Everybody that listens to me, let the Spirit of God rest upon them. Let your power, O Most High, overshadow. Let your spirit rest upon them. Let your power, O God, overshadow. Yeah, let the normal order of things give way. Let the supernatural begin to happen. Let your spirit, oh God, rest upon me. Let your spirit rest upon me. Let your spirit rest upon me. Ezekiel said, I was in the day, I was in the spirit on the day of the Lord. He said, The spirit of the Lord came upon me, and I was carried by the spirit of the Most High. Let your spirit come upon me, O God. Let your spirit rest upon me, O God. Every prophecy about my life, let them begin to happen. Let them begin to come to pass. Tell God. When the Spirit of God came upon Mary, prophecy was fulfilled. When the Spirit of God came upon Samson, he destroyed the enemies. When the Spirit of God came upon David, he used his hand to tear a lion at a young age. Tell the Lord, let your Spirit come upon me. Let my Goliath fall by your Spirit. Let your Spirit come upon me. Let the Amorite before me be put to fly by the Spirit of the Most High. 
Repare le mondo, requete se braque dal mondo. Yeah, Lord. Thank you, Father God, is done. Lift up your voice and give him praise tonight. We worship you tonight, Lord Jesus. We exalt and magnify your holy name. Thank you, my God and King. In Jesus' anointed name, we have prayed with more thanksgiving. You said that the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will receive power. Lord, I pray for everyone under my voice. People who are sick in their bodies, who are listening to me. Father, let your Holy Spirit come upon them. By the Spirit of the Lord, I cast your sicknesses to die in the name of Jesus Christ. When the Spirit of the Lord came upon David, as a young man, he slew Goliath. As a young man, he tore the lion with his bare hands. When the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson with a, with a jawbone of an ass, he slew 300 people at a blow. Hey! When the Midianite came against Israel and the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, the Bible says that he rose up from a timid man. He led Israel into victory. I say by the Spirit of the Lord upon you, receive power in the name of Jesus. By the Spirit of God upon you, your Amorites shall be put to flight. By the Spirit of God upon you, your Goliath shall fall before you. By the Spirit of God upon you, the impossible of your life shall be made possible. Yay! Holy Spirit of God, Jesus said He is with you and He will be in you. By the reason of the Holy Spirit present around you, everything contrary to God, I command it to disappear. I say that the glory of the Spirit shall fill your house. The glory of the Spirit shall fill your body. The glory of the Holy Spirit shall fill your heart. The glory of the Holy Spirit shall fill your organs. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. When Saul was anointed, appointed, he was a timid man. But after he was anointed... Someone said, and the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. He said, whatever your hand finds to do, do. I decree, the Spirit of the Most High that gives success, receive in the name of Jesus. People said, Saul can never be a king. But when Philistines came, the Spirit of the Lord rested upon Saul and he led Israel to victory. And the people said, where are the people who said such shall not lead us? Let us kill them. And Saul said, today is not the day of death, but the day of celebration. I decree, by the reason of the Spirit of God, people who have opposed you from this hour, they begin to surrender to you. The limitation that men have put over your life by the reason of the Spirit of God, they are broken in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hey! 
He says, and the angel that was speaking to me left. And another angel came and said, say to that young man, run and tell him, Jerusalem shall be a city without war. It was the Spirit of God that removed the wall. I decree today, by the Holy Spirit of God, every wall around you are commanded to be removed. He says, for I, the Lord, the, the God of Israel, I shall be the wall of fire. The wall of fire, Holy Ghost, let the wall of fire surround you everywhere you go. He says, I will be the glory within. I decree that the glory of God by the Holy Ghost enter into your life. Every shame be taken away. Every shame be taken away. Receive the glory of the Spirit of God. When the Spirit of God rests upon a man, prophecies start happening very fast. I say within this season that the Spirit of God rests upon you and the prophetic spoken about you begin to come to pass. As you leave my presence tonight, somebody will receive a telephone call. Somebody will receive a good news. By the reason of by the rising of tomorrow morning, as the sun shall rise, it shall come to pass. By the Spirit of the Lord I rest upon you tonight, the news of somebody will change in the name of Jesus. Where they have said no to you, they shall say, we are very happy to give you. Your right that have been taken away from you by the power of the Holy Spirit shall be restored back to you. Life that have been ebbing away from you by the power of the Holy Spirit, you receive it back. Whatever the devil has killed in your life, I command life to them in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. My God and my King. At the end of the day, the Bible says, better is the end of the matter. Your end shall be better. I say your end shall be better. I say your tomorrow shall be better. The Bible says there is a future for the man of peace. Your mistake of yesterday shall turn to glory tomorrow. Father, we bless your name for your Holy Spirit. This we decree and thank you is done. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. Hallelujah forevermore. Choir come up please. Pastor Shegun, please prepare to take the offering. Were you blessed tonight at all? Take your sis church. Do you know something? Tomorrow, don't come late. Be here maximum 7.30. I will be together now. So that I can start teaching you these things that God has put in my spirit. A lot has happened today. But tomorrow will be greater. We are going higher and higher and higher on a daily basis. There is no reason why Satan should prevail when the Holy Spirit is with you and in you. There is no reason for sickness in that body. Because the Holy Spirit, God himself, is living in that body. Am I talking to somebody? There is no reason for failure. I will show you tomorrow how the Holy Spirit is the one behind the wisdom. When God's when the Bible says God gives somebody wisdom, it is the Holy Spirit He gave him. When the Bible says somebody, God gives somebody knowledge, it is the Holy Spirit He gave him. 
Are we together now? You will have it in the fullest of doses. Are we together now? So let me say this to you. When you go home tonight, what you should do is begin to thank God for these things that the Holy Spirit does. Beginning from circumcising your heart and pray seriously that the Holy Spirit will lead you. Pray, if there be any prayer point, you pray that Holy Spirit lead my life as those, as many who are led by the Holy Spirit as sons of God. Tell Holy Spirit, I'm a son of God. Lead me. Every attitude contrary to God, take it away from me. Let me walk before God. Help me to walk before God and be complete. That's what should be your concentration. I will together now. And tomorrow we will go deeper into the uh, operations of the Holy Spirit. And we'll end this meeting by looking at the manifestation of the Holy Spirit on Friday. The Lord bless you. God 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 bless you.